So hello and welcome to the third episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. I'm Sophie. And I'm Kendra. Today we're going to be covering a little bit of news on the new game that's coming out, Hero Academia One Justice and the film. Uh, And then we're going to be reviewing episodes of the anime, both one and two, as there is no manga or new anime episode this week. So the news for the game, it's been created by Bandai Namco. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. A few people might have already played bits of it. I know that there's opportunities to play it at the Anime Expo this weekend and there have been a few others. The game is going to be playable on PS4, Xbox One, PC and Switch. It's going to be released October 26th. In the game, you can play along on a storyline or you could also just play through one-on-one fights with the characters. You can use special moves, so we know that Endeavor's move Health Flame is included. You can also summon in sidekicks and use the environment you're playing in against the enemy. So the characters that are playing are All Might, Izuku, Bakugo, Shoto Todoroki, Eraserhead, Suyu, Kaminari, Yeozuro, Kirishima, Dabi, Jiro, Yuraka, Stain, Ida, Shigaraki, Toga, Tokoyami, Endeavor, Gran Torino, and Muscular. That's a lot of people. 19 playable characters. Yeah, that's quite a lot. There might still be more... I mean, we've got until October, so there might be some more reviewed, but that's a good cast. And now the Hero Academia movie Two Heroes came out on uh, July 5th. So if you're at uh, Anime Expo, you lucky dog, you got to see it. There was some celebrity guests there. The Japanese voice actor for Deku, Daiki Yamashita, as well as Mirai Shida. She voiced Melissa Shield in the movie. And Katsuhisa Namase, the voice of David Shield. And there were some English voice actors there as well. Justin Briner, the voice of Deku. And also... Colleen Lincolnbeard, ADR director and the voice of Yarozu. And also she's the voice of Luffy and One Piece, and she's the best. Yay. Yay! And they had some cute things where they had Deku and some other people on the food stuff there. I'm just kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's coming out in August it's... in Japan. Yeah, there's no release dates for anywhere else yet. I've seen really good reviews of the people that have seen it in Expo. I've stayed away from the spoilers. Same. Other than, I guess, maybe the minor spoilers that people are shipping Kirishima and Bakugo even more (laughs) but um, the spoilers of the actual plot I've managed to stay away from but I've seen reviews where people are crying (laughs) I've heard the shippers will be happy and I've heard spoiler alert even though clearly not a spoiler that All Might says shit (gasps) that's all I know no oh no the movie's ruined (laughs) he also says shit in like the second episode I think or the first episode he has no values he swears in English it's very funny but I just I really hope that May is in the movie somehow because she is all about gadgets if she's not in the movie about hero gadgets a crime, but I doubt she's in it. She could just like freak out afterwards, I hope. I just wanted to see her at the end being like, why didn't you invite me? I hope it'll be dumb. We can hope. And now we're at the very first episode of My Hero Academia. It's called Izuka Midoriya Origin. I forgot that it was called Origin. A lot of people have one later, and I'm just like, oh yeah, Midoriya already had his. 
I was reading through the manga with this and I didn't realise that episode 1 and 2 both just cover chapter 1 because chapter 1 is, I think it's like 40 pages long. Yeah. And chapter 1 is just called Izukumidoria Origins. But I listened to it for the first time on uh, the Funimation website with the dubbed. I really like the dub. I'm not usually a fan, but there's only a few changes from the dubbed and the subbed. The main one is in episode 2 and it's a very weird change. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Oh. So the episode starts with a bit of a flashback to Deku as a kid. And he's defending a small kid against uh, Bakugo, who's being a jerk of a bully. And I guess I, for some reason, Bakugo isn't as bad as I remembered him. But he's also not much better. I'm quite a Bakugo fan now. But so re-watching this, I was like, oh, I forgot how awful he was. Yeah, but I think I thought I remembered him like picking on Deku a lot more when he was a kid. But I think that's there's a bit of it in flashbacks. There's some more flashbacks later, probably. Yeah, but he's still pretty bad. I like that a minute in, it's only we literally get to a minute in, and that's when Izuku starts to express his desire to become a hero and how he's so determined. And we also learn straight off the bat that we can't trust him as a narrator. Oh, because first of all, he says after he loses the fight to Bakugo. He says, that was my first and last setback. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You have a lot of setbacks, you liar. Even though you're quirkless, you pretend to be a hero. And we meet his winged friend, who might be kind of important later, and a backwards baseball cat. And we, and we get the first Star Wars reference. Yeah. The Tatooine station. Horikoshi really put all his love into the start of this series. Yeah, and uh, this is a line I really like. Four years old, Deku learned that all men are not created equal. And we focus on his little red shoes, and we learn later that's because of the toe thing. And then it does a cool kind of cut with, like, the red shoes and, like, stepping on the blue sky with a puddle. And there's a lot of Sakura blossoms. And we see heroes for the first time. And it's kind of funny that, like, the first hero we see is Death Arm. I thought that was strange as well. And even before that, when he says about... Uh heroes when the when quirks first came into be we see three types of quirk and two of them are elemental ones so first of all we see someone wielding fire then we see someone wielding ice and then we see someone who looks like they're they've got telekinesis and they're levitating a book but also skimming through and reading really quickly so when we saw that i thought i wonder if shoto's mum was one of her family were one of the first lines to get quirks because we see that woman creating the ice her hair's turning white, so I wonder if his family have got a long lineage of having quirks and strong quirks first before other people. Yeah, and I know the person with the fire has like almost like a bird head made out of fire. Like, I can't really see their face. So it might be that the Endeavor line and the Mom's line are two of the like, original quirk. Yeah, they could be. And then the telekinetic powers, I was going to say we don't really have any tele- people with telekinesis, but then there's Deku's mom who has a bit of it where she can move small objects. Oh, and his dad can breathe fire as well, can't he? Going along with the fire guy that was there. Yeah. Though that was coming out of his arm, not his mouth, Uh. but still. So then, yeah, we go into Death Arms. First hero we see. First named hero. I wonder if Death Arms will have more of a role in the future. That's what I wonder, but I I looked it up, and apparently, like, he's just, like, strong. So that's literally just his power. He's not, like, faster or anything. No. He's just strong. Oh, and we also get to see All Might for the first time. We saw that he did used to have a cape in his old costume. And the superhero society, there's now 80% of the world population has a power. 
Oh yeah, okay, so we get the villain rampaging, we meet Death Arms, the punching hero. We see two other non-named kind of weedy heroes that don't really do anything. Then we see Cammy Woods. He comes in and he's so versatile. And then he, I think he's a very dramatic person because he calls this, the villain the incarnation of evil <laughs> because of assault, robbery, and the illegal use of powers during rush hour traffic. Calm yourself, cowboy. Oh, and the other people there, the the firefighter guy has a name in like one of the books or so, like the side books. Backdraft. Backdraft, yes. He's a rescue hero, and he looks kind of creepy because of the white mask. I liked that straight away, Horikoshi was showing the different aspects of heroism because we see Death Arms, Cammy Woods, and Mount Lady go in to attack the villain, but then we also see Backdraft rescuing people and setting the perimeter. So straight away, he's showing the different sides of heroism. It's not just Mm, and the anime does some cool stuff with like comic book frames kind of where it slows down and has some really cool shots of stuff yes uh we learned cowboy woods is in he's number seven for in the hero ranking which is pretty high and he's still kind of new at this point as well and deku's doing a lot of otaku commentary oh a fanboy is what they say in the subtitles yeah and then Mount Lady just jumps in. I found it so much funnier watching it this time around. <laughs> she just, like, interrupts his attack. And just everyone's just, sh- like, shocked. Deku has a really cute, like, scrunch face. And he- she just, like, summons photographers who all take pictures of her butt. She's so funny. <laughs> and it's her debut. She's- she says, pleasure to make your ass acquaintance with a wink. Doesn't she make another bum joke? She say she says like you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about this butt anymore. <laughs> uh, and then Deku kind of explains that with superpowers came a lot of crime, so some brave people became heroes. And we also learn that the government pays them. I never really realized it was the government, and they gain renown amongst the masses. And we see. Mountain Lady smiles and it's super creepy and we can tell that she's probably just after the money. Yeah, the money and the fame. Yeah, but some later characters in the anime are also the same and they're good people, so I can't judge Mountain Lady too hard. (laughs) Yeah. And he's writing in his hero notebook about how he's wondering, with her gigantic powers, she might be popular but damaged the city. And he wonders whether or not she can control her size. And in the second episode, we learn that she can't. She can only go big or normal sized. Uh, and he's muttering to himself, the bystanders kind of, you know, oh, you want to be a hero? And Deku's like, oh, yeah, I do. I'll do my best. He has a very cute smile. There's a lot of very cute Deku. I like that bystander. I want to see him in the future as Izuku starts to, you know, as he starts to progress. I want to see him just switch up, just turn and be like, I saw that kid once. He's doing great. I was his first fan. He has like <laughs> bone spurs on his head, which are kind of cool. Yeah, it looks very fishy. And we get another uh, Star Wars reference with Aldera Junior High is kind of close to Alderaan. Oh, I hadn't noticed that before. I'm not sure if that's actually one. I just, I think it is. I'm not a teacher asks what they want for their future, and he's, oh, if you all, you guys all just want to be heroes. And I wrote down, like, all the different quirks that are in the class. There's one person with, like, Marge Simpson hair. I wrote down a few, but mostly, that teacher is terrible. Exactly! He has no control over the class. He just ignores Bakugo being, I don't care about these extras. His feet are on the desk. He tells him to shut up. 
teachers like, oh, you want to go to UA, right? Uh, national school, 0.2% acceptance rate. And Bakugo jumps on his desk and he's like, I aced the mock test. Uh, he'll suppress All Might and become a top hero. First mention of All Might, we saw him earlier, but we didn't know his name. And we see the bottom of his face, big grin. I like the first thing we the first thing we really see about is his arrogance. That's that's the main thing that really comes. Even with the when he fights the other guy, it's still just his arrogance really is the first trait that really shines through. Yeah, guy in the room and the most powerful. So he's like, I'm the best. I'm surprised when he said that he wants to be more popular than All Might and also the richest hero. I wouldn't really think that they were things that he would care about. Yeah, that surprised me too. He's like, he talked about top earners and I was like, is that what you care about Bakugo? And later on, I guess, he thinks All Might's amazing and he wants to be better than All Might. I don't know if he really cares that much about money, but who knows. I guess they're all just quite different ways of showing how good you are. Yeah. And we learned that uh, Nidoriya also wants to go to UA. The whole class laughs at him. Kind of mean. And someone says, you can't get into here department just by studying. And we learned that they got rid of that rule but there's no precedent, so it, they got rid of the rule, but then they didn't actually admit anybody who was quirkless. So I like that he made, that Horikoshi's made the main characters, especially Izuku, so intelligent. Because a lot of main shonen protagonists, like Luffy, Naruto, um, and Goku, they're not very intelligent. Other than fighting-wise, they're quite stupid. So the, the anti-heroes, like the Vegeta and the um, Sasuke's, they're usually quite intelligent. So it makes sense that Bakugo's clever as well, but I like that Izuku's also intelligent. I just think it's a nice feature. Yay. And Bakugo then explodes right in front of Deku, blasting him out of his desk as the teacher says nothing. Bakugo says, you're below rejects, you're quirkless, how can you stay in the same ring as me? And uh, Midoriya tries to say, like, oh, I'm not trying to compete with you. And Bakugo... So it's like, oh, you're doing this test for fun, and everyone look, kind of looks kind of scary in the background. And I guess even Bakugo thinking that Midoriya stands a chance of getting in kind of shows that at least he's kind of appreciating Deku, that like he doesn't think he's just going to fail out automatically, but he's still being a massive asshole. Yeah, we see here as well, but his, the friend with the long hair, his young childhood friend is still there, but the guy, the young kid that was there before with the dragon wings is gone. Yep. So f- for the future, that might be something to remember, so yep. spoil free. Another thing that I picked up on here is where Izuku is really saying, like, I don't have a quirk, but I can still try my best. I want to achieve my greens. It reminded me again of Horikoshi, because he had two or three of his own, or seri- two or three series prior to Hero Academia, they were published but then cancelled quite abruptly. But he still kept on trying. Mm-hmm. It was uh, an article, I think it was scandalated recently though, uh, before they, t- they were talking to Horikoshi and they asked him, have you put any of your memories in into your manga? And he says that the well, a lot of the times when he was younger and he was playing with his mum, he used to do that with his mum. I think he's really tr- created... Izuku kind of in, in his image or as someone that he'd like to be. His self-insert. <laughs> yes, parts of him, so anyway, are the things that he'd like. Yeah, like, well, like, keep trying, I think it's like, because I think uh, Oda is very much like Luffy in the confidence area. I don't know, I think it, like, I can see it. And now we cut away to the city, we get a girl who can do forest fields, which is kind of cool, and this, there's a sludge villain 
who just robs a store. Like, he's not even, he's not robbing a bank or anything. It's pretty, like, small-time robbery. And there's no hero around, so he just books it. And behind him, or kind of somewhere else, we see a skinny man holding groceries. Very quick scene. And now we see some people like, oh, he's taking advantage of the chaos from this morning since the heroes dealt with the other guy. Now they're too busy to deal with him. All Might buffs out saying, there is an end. Why? Because I am here. First see the muffles and smile. After class, Bakugo steals the notebook. We're not done talking. And he blows up the notebook. He doesn't blow it up very well. It's still very much readable. It just scalds it. I wonder that. I don't know what this book is made of because he blasts the book from both sides and then he throws it out of a window as well and it lands in water. How is that notebook still usable? What's it made of? Very sturdy. Probably maybe Deku's used to Bakugo blowing up his shit and so he's like fireproofed it. Or maybe they're kind of like plastic covers. Maybe. But what sort of trees are they having? Well, even plastic. Plastic, when you burn it, it it goes all horrible. I don't know. Bakugo's holding back. Give us realism in notebooks. I wish I was as strong as this book. And we learn that Bakugo wants to shine at being the only student in school to make it in the UA. He, he's a perfectionist, and his friend says he's petty, or he thinks it. And Bakugo puts a hand on his shoulder, and he begins to smoke. And he says, don't apply to UA, nerd. And it's like, that's... Your, Bakugo can kill people with his quirk. He causes explosions, threatening him, and Deku's terrified. He's so petty. He's so shallow and arrogant and petty. And they're like, oh, you're not saying anything back, Deku. And it's like, yeah, because Bakugo's gonna, like, blast his face off, or he could, even though, like, Bakugo probably wouldn't. And then Bakugo says something that I feel like he needs to apologize for this, because he says, if you want to be hero so badly, there's a quick and easy way. You'll be uh, reborn with a quirk in your new life, so take a dive off the roof. And it's what the actual hell is Doing these reviews, I really want to look out for when people start trying to find redeemable features for Bakugo. Because I feel like he's got so many fans so quickly. But he really bullied people for a long, long time. And he told someone to kill themselves. Yeah, that's the part where it's just like, what? How? You can't really redeem him from that. Yeah, no. Especially not so quickly. He's like, he's kind of evolved and the uh, Horikoshi even went back and said like, oh, that was a bit bad of him just too far. But it's kind of like, but maybe he shouldn't have said it. Because even later on, Bakugo's like, oh, I can't go harass people at the arcade because if I get seen, it'll go on my record. And it's maybe threatening Deku all the time will also go on your record. He's so awful. And that school's so bad. He references a few times how bad their school was, but really terrible, terrible little child. Yeah. And Deku's pissed. And Bakugo's like, oh, what you gonna do? Exploding, threatening, basically, like, yeah, he has fire hands. Like, Deku's too scared to do anything. That's fair. And Deku thinks to himself, I'm an idiot. If I jump, he'll be instigating a suicide. Uh, he sees his hero notebook in the pond getting eaten by fish. He says, stupid fish, not fish food. And the last stupid is directed at himself. Because next we go to, he's asking his mom to watch that scene, the scene that he likes. He doesn't actually mention All Might's name yet. He just says, oh, it's it's computer time. And she goes, she logs him in. I'm glad she's got it password protective. She's such a good mum. <laughs> and she's not sure why he likes watching it, because it scares her. But this uh, this chapter, I know it's Izuku's origins, but it does so well in setting him up, because even the scene of All Might that he admires so much is one of him rescuing people. He doesn't want to see him fighting the villains. He doesn't want to see any of that. He just wants to see him saving people. It's so sweet. It's All Might's debut. He's already saved 100 people in 10 minutes. And 
All Might's laugh is good, and it's slightly scary. I guess it's kind of supposed to be it's supposed to like scare the villains. He must get a really sore throat doing that fake laugh all the time. <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 oh. oh and I, I think we forgot to mention Deku does the really cute back and forth thing in the chair because he's really hyped for the video, and that's become like a meme kind of hype train. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so used to it being super fast that I forgot how slow it was in the anime. Uh, and Deku says, like, oh, once I get my quirk, I want to be like him. And Deku tries to mimic the laugh, but it sounds like an evil laugh. Uh, and we get the doctor saying to give up. He has weird green goggles. Deku's in shock. For a spoiler free, just, guys, try and remember the doctor. He might play a role. He's got very steampunk goggles, like, glasses, aren't they? Uh, we learn that Deku is the only kindergartner in his class not to manifest. Mom's fourth generation. She can summon small objects to herself. And we learn the husband can breathe fire. Where is this husband man? He's overseas somewhere. We know his name, but we don't... And we know his quote, but we don't know anything else about him. So there's lots of, like, fan theories about stuff. And I'm just like, he's, I hope he's just, like, a normal dude. I hope it's not anybody important. I don't know if he'll even be mentioned, because like, Luffy's mum hasn't been mentioned, and mm. Otis said, like, ah, I might bring her in, I might not. But he might just he might just not get mentioned. But he, ha- he, sort of, he has to at some point, I don't know. Yeah, he could show up at the graduation or something, if that ever happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm back from oil mining, well done, son. Random guy clapping, everyone will be like, who is this? We ship Inko with uh, All Might now, screw up. So much. Yes. We learn that the pinky toe, if it's missing a joint, it's fine, they have a quirk. And that's like, is there like some kind of eldritch god out there eating pinky toes and giving powers? I guess it's like evolution or something, but it's also like, what? It's the, that's the weirdest thing. I mean... It doesn't make sense on why, because we can't really bend our little toe anyway. Yeah. But it's just such a strange link. And I guess it's like, so now whenever it shows Deku's feet, and he wears like red shoes too, so it even like highlights his feet a bit, it's kind of focusing on like, he's quirkless, and he's like, I guess it adds meaning to the shot a bit every time. Yeah. I guess it shows that they're more evolved, because they've got, they don't have this joint that we don't really need, but it's just so, it's just so, so strange. <laughs> I know. And now Deku's watching the video in the dark, crying. He says, Mom, he saved everybody with a smile. He's such a cool hero. And the mom's crying. He's like, can I be a hero too? And his mom just apologizes. And, and Deku thinks, no, Mom, I want you to say... And we cut away. He's staring at his feet. He's entering a tunnel. What would you have said? Oh, I don't know. I would be like, don't worry, son. You can be Batman. <laughs> I would have said the same thing as the mom. Yeah. Because there's nothing you can do. I think I would have said the exact same thing. Because you wouldn't ever imagine that what happens to him happens. I would have been like, oh, better, better tell him now. Then he keeps on sort of going along this like semi-deluded path and just gets really disappointed. Better tell him now and then he can set his hopes and dreams on something that he can do really well at. I think I would have said the same thing. I think she did the right thing because it's not like lying to him or giving him false hope. Ugh. But is that what he wanted in his heart? And Deku's walking along, and he's practicing the All Might laugh again, which still sounds like an evil laugh, and the sludge monster attacks. And they're like, oh, a medium-sized invisibility cloak? And sludge starts to go into him, and he's like, don't worry, it'll only take 45 seconds before you die. And they say, the villain says the creepiest line, says, thanks for your help, you're my hero. 
in the dubbed version, he doesn't say that he'll die. He'll say that, oh, you'll you'll feel fine in a like in a little bit. Oh. I don't think he says die. I think Deku realizes that he's going to die. And I, yeah. sorry, I think the Sledge villain's just like, oh, just don't worry, just taking over your body, only hurt for 45 seconds. I took it as dying, but it might be that, I don't know. When All Might turns up and attacks the villain, I know that All Might's amazing, but to hit the Sludge villain that hard and not hurt Izuku, that's, that's such good control and aim. When we know he's so powerful. And he says, it's all, all right now, young man, for I am here. And we get heroic music. And he just does, the win- wind pressure punches are just like the coolest thing. And he sees All Might and thinks. As he faints and he says, is it All Might? That's, though we heard Bakugo say his name earlier, this is the first time we know who he is because we've seen his silhouette. We've heard Baku say All Might, but this is the first time we realise who he is and that that's actually All Might. And I like that the first time we figure it out is from Izuku. I thought that was a nice, a nice touch. And I love the scene of All Might trying to slap him awake. He's like... (laughs) Yeah, and then when he wakes up, he says, Oh, sorry, I didn't want to get you caught up in my justicing. (laughs) Not a word. And he says, like, you're a big help, Eddie. I captured the villain in his pop bottle. And then, like, there's blue and red colors. I really want to know, is All Might American? Or he's, like, an American fan? Like, is he half American? I want to know the truth. I think Horikoshi based him on typical American heroes. And we learn that All Might already signed his notebook because All Might is a pro. He's like, I know what I'm doing. And he goes to leave. He's like, bye. And Dick is like, no, not yet. Just clings onto him. Yeah, I just love all my like stretching before he goes. He's like, pros are fighting crime in time. And he's like, wait, I want to ask what stuff. He jumps off and Deku grabbed onto his arm. <laughs> and all my tries to push him away in midair because he forgets that normal people can't fall from such heights. And I just love Deku's like distorted face. And I was like, okay, fine. Just like close your mouth and eyes and I'll like land you somewhere. When he lands, All Might coughs up a little bit of blood and he says, shit. And he tells him, okay, ask you a blow to let you out. And I'm just going to leave. Deku's like, wait. All Might, no. Instrumental music. Deku's being very dramatic. He's wondering like, can I be a hero? Can I not? So he asks, if I don't have a quirk, can I become a hero? Can someone without a quirk be like you? And the miraculous meeting changes fate, but we don't hear All Might's answer. I love that they ended it without hearing his answer. That's such a good way of ending the episode on that, like, that query high note. Especially because it's, like, splitting such a long chapter that doesn't really have, like, a natural split. It's like, okay, that's a good, like, kind of cliffhanger. Yeah, I think they've done the series of events really well because the anime has changed how the series of events role but I think the way that they've done it's much more organic it flows really well Uh, so then we go on to episode two and this episode is called what it takes to be a hero and we start off with the sludge villain Uh, we can just see that he's escaping we see where he's going Um, so then we see Bakugo and his groupies and even his friends are saying that they think Bakugo was too mean to Izuku but he's but Bakugo because he's a I've written I just wrote arse. <laughs> he thinks that it's, again, it's Izuku's fault and not his. And a, sorry, a bit before that, we got to see All Might deflate, and Deku's like, what? <laughs> he, he, looked, yeah, he looked up and he saw Small Might, and then we cut to uh, Bakugo. So the difference in the sub and the dub that I mentioned quickly earlier 
is that in the subtitled version, after one of his cronies suggests going to the arcade, they then suggest going out in front of the station where there's plenty of prey. But then in the dubbed version, they say that after going to the arcade, they should go to a bar and pick up some ladies. <laughs> I think in the manga, I think they wanted to smoke or something. The ladies one is such a weird choice. Smoking would make much more sense, especially when Bakugo gets so angry and he says, no, we can't do that, you idiot. If, if you a catch me, they won't let me in. I mean, I know that obviously being in a in a bar... Though he doesn't say that they'd be drinking and like, they look young. Like, who would, like, it'd have to be a dodgy bar that women probably wouldn't go into for them to get served. They're in middle school. What bar would let them in? <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, they could go in and just have orange juice or something. But, I mean, the, it, just, it was just such a strange choice to say, let's go to a bar and pick up some ladies. <laughs> but anyway, Bakugo, instead of saying no because it's a douchebag thing to do, he says, no, if I get caught, UA won't let me in. And that's when the sludge, the sludge bin appears and we just see him behind Bakugo. Uh, and then we cut back to a screaming Izuku who just can't take skeletal All Might. And he thinks he's a fake. <laughs> so then it All Might goes on to exp- that it's like someone holding in their stomach at the pool, which it's really yeah. not, but fair enough. I guess someone is hi- trying to hide their, their true appearance. So when Izuku doesn't believe him, I quite like that, because when we're younger, a lot of the time people that we look up to, we kind of see them as like 2D people, and we don't really see of their faults, we just like we just admire them, we think they're so great. And then I started to think, if Bakugo had seen All Might's form the way that Bakugo is now at the start of the series, he might have disregarded him. I think he might have been like, you're oh, not yeah. the strong All Might that I that I like, and he would have. Ju- I think he may have just like thrown his admiration away because he couldn't. I don't think he would be able to accept this person who's so strong actually is a you know a real person and has struggles. But because it's Izuku, he doesn't believe it at first, but then he do you know I mean? he doesn't disregard him. I think Bakugo probably really would have done. Yeah, Bakugo probably would have thrown like a hissy fit. Yeah, or it would have maybe shattered his world a bit. Like he might have just had like, I don't know what the world is anymore. Because I based, like, what I thought was strong on you, and now you're not strong. So what is strength? I don't know. It might have been good for Bakugo, in, like, a mind-melting way. <laughs> yeah, it could have been good for him, but he just, he wouldn't have responded the way Izuku did at all. And All Might says, don't write about it online, even accidentally. I was kind of, I was like, All Might should have just, like, been like, okay, I'm just going to hope and play really hard will erase your memory or, like, have someone follow me around to, like, mind-wipe Quirk or something. But All Might's very nice. He's like, please don't tell anybody. Yeah, I guess he's not going to punch a child, is he? <laughs> All Might's too good. <laughs> he smiles to hide his fear and that he's very scared and not just... So not just to create the image of someone that's strong and is going to save them, but also to hide his own nerves. Uh, he then answers and says that you need power to fight villains, and because Izuku doesn't have a quirk, he can't fight villains or become a hero. I thought that was really interesting because it shows that All Might is thinking of the only way to be have that sort of power is to have a quirk, and it made me really want a Batman character to turn up. Same. I think like some people were really disappointed that wasn't what Izuku was. I think even. 
originally I think the author was thinking about that, but then he changed his mind. But it would have been it would have been cool. But I I like the, I still like the direction they went in. I do want there to be I guess there kind of is in vigilantes. Yes, I was gonna say that with knuckle duster. But I'm I'm so sure there'll be a Batman character in the future. I'm so sure there will be. And we also learned that All Might's injury that he got from the villain five years ago, he lost half of his respiratory organs, which is like, so I guess like a lung? Yeah, it could either be one lung or like, or some of the lobes, or like the bottom lobes from each lung. But because it's on one side, I'm guessing it's most likely that he lost a lung. And his whole stomach. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part. I was just like... I guess maybe they could put it in a fake stomach. So all the stomach really does is it um, digests food. Most of the digestion. I mean, some of the digestion is done. Like, a lot of the digestion is done in your mouth and things. But to digest it down to to be very small, that's just what the stomach does. So he must have to have, um, I'm guessing, like a puree diet or something. So then the food just goes down to the intestines and that's where things are, like, filtered out. Yeah, I think we've actually seen All Might eat anything. No, we've seen him go to have lunch with people, but we haven't seen what he's eating. But I'm guessing he must just have to have, like, soft food. Probably things like um, like red meat and things like that. He probably, I'm guessing he can't have that or he can only have it in moderation because they take, like, red meat. I think it can take up to, like, seven days to go through your digestive system. So if you don't oh. have a stomach, that's going to be even longer. We learn he only works as a hero for three hours a day. Uh, he then suggests that Izuku joins the police. He said that it's really good to have a dream, but they need to be realistic. So that's echoing what his mum said. And I ship him and his mum. Izuku's uh, Izuku's mum and all mine. They're just they're saying the same. They're saying the same thing really. They're encouraging him to have a dream, but just one that's more realistic. And I like that. And All Might's not being mean either here. It's like, that's actually, like, what you should tell someone. They don't have a quirk. There's other ways to be a hero. It's not just, like, a one-way street. Yeah, that's true. So then, as All Might goes to leave, he realises that he doesn't have the sludge villain. And we get cut then to the sludge villain and Bakugo. And uh, he's just... Bakugo's being really entwined in him there. The police are there as well. They're cordoning off the area. We see death arms again. He goes to punch the sludge, but his punch is absorbed and he's thrown into a wall. We some other two miscellaneous heroes who are never given a name and we never see their quirk, but they're there. They arrive and they can do nothing. Bakugo is still fighting to get out. He's still arrogant. He's saying, you mess with the wrong guy. He's trying to fight back, but to no avail. Mount Lady then turns up and she says that she can't fit through to get there. I guess she could shrink down to her regular size but she must only have the two sizes. She must have massive or regular because otherwise, even if she did go through to her normal form, if she can't go to like an in-between size, she wouldn't really be any use anyway. She'd just destroy the buildings. So that was interesting. Okay, I wonder if she'll have a tiny, if she can go tiny as well. That'd be kind of Ooh, cool. that would be interesting, yeah. If we see. I'm sure we'll, because these guys are seen straight off the bat, I'm sure we'll see more of them. Because they're the first ones that are introduced. Uh, then we see Cammy Woods. He arrives but and saves a load of civilians. But he says that he can't really do anything because of the fire. Backdraft is also there trying to put out the fire. And I like again that this is showing that even though people have these superpowers, there's still limits to them. So Horikoshi, is, he's introduced the different roles of heroes. He's introduced a few different ones. And he's introduced the limits that they have. 
the heroes then decide to leave the sludge monster and focus on saving the civilians because they've got like a lack of they're not they're not very versatile they can't deal with him so they're just they're just not even trying they're just going to wait for someone else to turn up yeah and it's like i feel bad for the kid but wait a bit longer wait for somebody with a suitable quirk and that's good but like they're saving people but also it's kind of bad yeah they're not even trying but there's nothing they can do I guess, I guess you kind of see the mentality of people. They're not necessarily thinking All Might will come, but just that they're not really working together that much either. Yeah, if they work together more, I'm sure they could, like, if Backdraft maybe put a huge surge of water behind Death Arms and flung him through so that his punch had more power behind it, that could probably do something. And then if Cammy Woods was behind him, out of the fire, and pushed against him, so there were the two strengths going towards, and then maybe if mm-hmm. Mount Lady got somewhere in front of them where the civilians are, where she could be massive. And if, if he went upwards, she could catch him above the building without destroying it. Maybe then they would. But then at least they'd be trying. They'd be doing something. Yeah, like, they're very quick to just, like, admit defeat or, like, partial defeat. So a certain character would fail you, but all, for not yeah. being good enough heroes. But they're still good. Uh, so then we see All Might, and he's saying that he's pathetic. He made a rookie mistake right after he lectured Izuku. It's his fault that the sludge, mon- the sludge monster's there. Uh, we then have an episode break. I like that the episode breaks don't have any mm-hmm. miscellaneous information in the middle of them. It just kind of does, like, electronic soundish. Yeah. And then we see Izuku, and he is talking about all the people who told him that he couldn't do it. And it seems that now, after all Mark's told him, he's finally given out. And he's saying, why have I been kidding myself? I can't do this. Why have I been trying all the time? And then he realised that he's got to the fight and he thinks that he must have subconsciously just walked there without realising. He sees what's going on and he blames... Oh, when he blames himself, that gives me war flashbacks to Hunter Hunter because it's my fault. Whenever it's said in anime, it's always like a gut punch, always. Yeah. So then we see he gets there and he starts blaming himself. So just as All Might is blaming himself for the situation, Izuku's blaming himself as well. He's saying that it's his fault that All Might dropped the sludge monster and he took up so much of his time. And it's just a good comparison because other characters, probably Bakugo, he would definitely be blaming the other person. He would never think it's his fault, but both All Might and Izuku are blaming themselves. Uh, we then see some onlookers. They're right in front of All Might in this schedule form. Obviously don't realise it's him. They're discussing All Might. They're saying, why isn't he there? He was fighting that villain earlier. He should have done something. Why is he not there now? Um, Izuku and All Might both continue to doubt themselves, but then as Izuku realises that it's Bakugo, we see some horrendous image of him merging with the sludge monster. Izuku then just runs off. He runs straight to the villain. He doesn't stop. He starts like clawing at him. Bakugo says, why are you here? What are you doing? He's like, I can't stop. My legs are going on their own. I can't just let you die. And Bakugo is not accepting his health as Izuku just cries and claws yeah i like that when he throws the backpack he manages to hit the sludge villain in the eye he's like good job great aim all might is then spurred into action he says that he wasn't living up to his own ideals that he'd just been preaching he destroys the villain and creates a big whirlwind up in the air so then the onlookers are just dumbfounded they don't say anything because all might's strong punch creating the whirlwind has also changed the weather and it's now raining the crowd then, after a moment, start to rejoice. We then learn that the sludge is all collected and the villain is arrested. And we get a picture of our four main heroes, uh, minus All Might. So 
Backdraft, Death Arms, Mount Lady and Cammy Woods are standing in front of the police in the pictures and they're saluting the police who are saluting them back. I don't know why. I think saluting is kind of just like uh, we did a, a kind of like recognize like honoring somebody. We don't do it a lot in Canada. I think it's just like they're kind of they're all professionals. So I guess it's kind of like, yes, job done. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Because the, the only reason that the military salutes in Britain is you salute to um, an officer or the statue that we have, the, the unmarked grave uh, in London. But you only do that because the officers have the commission of the Queen. So you're showing your respect to the Queen. And obviously you oh. salute to the royal family, but no one else. You would never salute to anyone else for any other reason because you only salute to the royal family or something that has like their blessing. Nothing else. <laughs> Oh, I guess they're all like professionals or they're all like off they're officers of the law and then they're officers of justice or whatever. Yeah. So that's kind of it. I never really thought of it before. That's cool. Yeah. And then we find out that while Izuku was told off, Bakugo was congratulated. And we see that the ones that are telling off Izuku is Death Arms and Cammy Woods. And Bakugo is being congratulated by the two nameless heroes. And I quite liked that because it shows that the capable, like the ones, even though they didn't say back go or really try, well, Deaf Arms did try, but the ones that did the most, Deaf Arms and um, Cammy Woods, are the ones that are still being heroes and they're still reprimanding Izuku because he he did try and do the good a good thing, but he didn't. He put himself in danger, so they are doing the right thing by telling him off, and yet the two heroes that did absolutely nothing are the ones that are in front of the camera, saying how great Bakugo is. And, like, Bakugo made it harder for everybody. Like, I guess his explosions made it so he could, like, live and made it harder for the sludge villain, but it also made it harder for the heroes to get to him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of those explosions were Bakugo or if they were the sludge villain, because the sludge villain was saying, like, oh, I've got a great body here. This power's wonderful. I can do so much of it. Mm -hmm. I think it was Bakugo fighting back. But maybe I think you're right, though, that yeah. maybe it was some of the sludge villain. It was probably both. I don't know yeah. why I'm trying to support Bakugo. He's such a... <laughs> He's such an ass. Yeah, he's just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to turn around on Bakugo, because, like, later on in the series, I like him more, but it's hard to, like, beginning Bakugo, even though some people do. Just, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, like, a Bakugo hater or anything. He just, like, annoys me. Yeah, and he, he's supposed to. He's really irredeemable at this point. We then see Izuku, who's walking home. He's thinking about All Might, saying that he didn't get a chance to thank him. But, oh, he'll, he'll go on the website and send him a message. That's that's He's so sweet and thoughtful. Bako then runs up to him to berate him. No thank yous. He says, why did you help me? You shouldn't have done. <laughs> Just so you know, you can't look down on me now. I didn't need you there. And I guess that he had to run up and tell Izuku that he can't look down on him is interesting in his character. Because even Izuku's like, why did... Why? Why Why are you here? Why are you saying this? Because he just, he runs up to him, says that, and then runs off again. So that's obviously not where he lives. And, like, also, when he spins away from Deku, it makes, like, a Looney Tune noise. Where he goes, like, whoop, and then he walks away with his legs out like a punk. He's just like, I'm gonna walk like a cowboy to live. <laughs> it's really strange, but I guess it, it does show bits of his character. Some foreshadowing for his character and how he sees him. Cowboy Bakugo! <laughs> Oh, such an ass. Yep. Izuku then says that he's gonna. He he's oh, I need to get back to giving up on my dreams. So heartbreaking. Like he needs to put yeah. time in his diary for that. 
Uh, but All Might slides his, into his DMs with a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he goes up in his muscular form. He goes on a little bit of a spiel, but then he interrupts it by vomiting blood and turning into a <laughs> skinny form. Yeah. Izuku's taken aback, but All Might says, thank you for sparing him in- into action. If he hadn't met Izuku first and heard his story before Izuku ran in, he probably wouldn't have done. Izuku interrupts him to apologise. He said that it's his fault, there was sludge villains anyway, and he took up a lot of All Might's time. All Might s- says that he disagrees. He was inspired by the story of someone that had no quirk and yet wanted to be a hero so badly um, and went in acting about thinking even though he knew that Izuku didn't have a quirk and if he hadn't heard that from Izuku before he saw him running in, he probably wouldn't have intervened, he'd stayed in the crowd. He wouldn't have pushed himself to his limits to try and save him. And he would have just become like a man in a bodysuit all time. Yeah. Uh, Izuku then, I put that he super cries. I think this is the first time we yeah. see him super cry. He cries so much that he bends forward as if like the weight of his tears are too much for his little face. Because <laughs> he knows what's coming. He's remembering his mom's words and he's like, I can't, I'm mean, so happy. Oh. Um, and as he's crying and he's thinking his mom's words, he, All Might tells him that he too can become a hero. Da da da. <laughs> and we have the narrator coming to say, oh, by the way, this is the story of how I became the world's greatest hero. Hooray! Yeah. And dreams can become reality. And I just wonder, like, Deku is kind of unreliable narrator, like you mentioned back at the beginning. So, like, I wonder, what, is, what, do you, what does it mean to be the greatest hero? Is that number one? Is that saving the most people? Yeah, I guess... Uh, the way that the that we find out later that the hero boards are created is, it's all of those put together. Yeah, we can't trust the narrator. There were very good like first two episodes. Like the first episode when I was trying to write the notes, it took me like forever because I kept like stopping and starting, and it kind of flowed a lot better because a, a lot of it at the beginning was kind of like info dumping, like telling us stuff. But it did in like a really cool way. It has a nice imagery in it, and like the second episode goes really fast. It's a lot more like action. So it kind of pairs up well, like information, kind of building up the characters and in the second episode, it kind of like lets them loose a little bit. So the, my notes for the second episode were also pretty short because not that much happens, but it's like, it's still like an interesting episode. The only thing that I wanted to mention is that I like that at, like, at the end of all the chapters, we start to get st- sketches from Horikoshi of the characters in like their normal clothes and a little bit about them. And the first one we get is All Might. And I kind of wish that we had that information, you know, at the end of the episodes. Like if they just if they just showed a brief overview and told us some bits about them, I think that would be that would be interesting, but hey ho. It does it doesn't say his name, it just says um All Might. Yeah, and it's got a question mark for the age. Birthday, we get his height, we get his favourite things, which is Yakashumi, Cedars and movies and a little bit of behind the scenes. If anyone is just reading the anime and wants to read the manga, this is a great time to get into it. Because Viz are doing a 30-day, 30 free chapters. So now would be a great time to just log in. You get a month free subscription. It's just a great time to start reading, that's it. But, like, especially we mentioned before, like, the first chapter is, like, 40 pages long. And the art of the manga is amazing. So, like, you're giving a lot of your money's, or you're giving a lot of your not money's work because you're not paying anything. And you're getting, like, the first chapter is 40 pages, and the rest are, like, normal length, but it's definitely worth checking out. 
it runs you through to the um so from chapter one to chapter thirty that runs you through to the uh the sports festival so you get all of usj and then you get the oh, yeah. cavalry battle so it's a lot of information that's in these 30 chapters so it's good to do Oh, yeah. That's around where I I I started being week to week at like chapter thirty six. I went back. And okay, like, so should we go on to the boiler section? Sorry. Okay, so now we're going to go from our anime review, and we're going to talk about what we know with the anime now. So if you are an anime only viewer, stop listening. Spoilers. I only have a few notes on here. So the first one is about the doctor, and now I hadn't realised before how creepy he does look. And he does look very creepy, and we know that there is a doctor who is helping them, and it looks like the doctor's a paediatrician from the outside perspective of his building that we saw. It makes sense as well with the, if we find out that the the winged guy, the winged groupie of Bakugo, has been taken, because that would also tie on and lead, to, it, was this, it was this doctor, this is like the paediatrician for that area. Yeah, and I was looking at the wiki, apparently... The doctor is the grandfather, or something, of the winged king. Oh, God, he's got to be awful if he uses him. So that makes it, like, worse. And, like, I guess people aren't aware. At one point in the volumes, someone asked uh, Horikoshi if, like, oh, why did the winged Nomu pick up Deku specifically? And then Horikoshi just replied with, explain more about it later, but remember this kid? Or something along that lines, and it showed the kid with, like, the bat wings it didn't say anything but it kind of implied that it's because the kid recognized Deku and we still haven't really touched on it so I just like I do wonder is like that and people are thinking maybe that the doctor stole Deku's cork or something and gave it to all for one I don't want that that much I don't really yeah maybe I don't know I like Deku being quirkless yeah, I, if he did get his power taken away, I don't want it to be like he had a super powerful quirk. I just hope it's like, oh, he had like some firepower and the guy was just siphoning quirks for the hell of it, just in case there was a good one. Yeah, it'd be nice if he had like a, a crappy quirk like the rest of the other kids in his class who can just like pull out their eyes or, I don't know, create lots of hair. Exactly. One, the, at like the end of the second episode, it made me think so much of the all-for-one fight, and also when, at the training camp, when Deku was, like, reaching out to try to save Bakugo, and then Bakugo says back, like, don't come, or, like, stay back. But it's different, though, because, like, Bakugo saying it here, he's more, like, angry and prideful, and then when Bakugo says it at the training camp, his voice cracks, and it's kind of more like, don't get hurt, maybe, or kind of, like, Maybe a bit of pride as well. It's kind of hard to yeah. tell. It's it's hard to know when, like when Bakugo is fighting in the um, the provisional license, and even the the people, the civilians that are pretending mm. to be injured, and he shouts them, and he's like, "You can help yourselves." They're like, "Does he mean that in a triage way because we're only minor injured, or is he just being?" They're not sure. It's sometimes it's so hard to tell if he is just being a, a an ass, or if he does actually have some consideration there and sometimes it's both <laughs> sometimes it's both he's just an asshole who has like a heart that's not necessarily gold he has a bronze heart or something i was just saying the heroes when they're trying to fight the sludge monster um it it sets up the stain quite well because they're not really being heroes and also with yeah. shigaraki and we know that he 
he got injured in a fight and people were just walking past him and be like, oh, the heroes will come save him, some will help him. It, it really shows mentality of people now that heroes are there. They're kind of getting lazy and they don't want to do the right thing because it's too much effort for them and someone else will do it. Like even the heroes are doing that. They're just leaving it to someone else, assuming someone will come along. And the idea of Mountain Lady just being in it for money or like hinting at that also comes into play with Stain and being like, those aren't proper heroes. No. But they're still saving people, I guess. Oh, and also, are you familiar with uh, Tiger and Bunny at all? No. That's a cool, it's a superhero one where people randomly have powers and then they're like, some of the heroes are sponsored by like Pepsi and stuff. And that's how they make their money. So it's just, you get some like really funny, like interesting stuff. I think there's one guy who's like, he his like Batmobile is just like covered in ads for stuff. And it's like, however you make your money. Yeah. I guess there is stuff like that in Hero Academia because the... I forget her name, the one with the snakes on her head that Momo and Kendo intern with. She makes a lot of her money from um, doing TV public TV appearances and people have got their own marketing team and they set out, like, oh, um, yeah. they give out toys and stuff, don't they? So I guess they do make their money other ways. I know at the end of this fight, when All Might does the, like, fist up pose, it really made me think of the end of the All for One fight. Because he does the same thing, but then he deflates. So it's kind of like, it's his... I made a note of um I, I think I put it in the in the episode review a little bit. When Bakugo runs to Izuku and berates him, that makes berates him says that he can't look down him, that makes a lot more sense after we see Bakugo and Izuku's big fight mm. after the provisional license exam and how Bakugo yeah. sees Izuku completely different in such a warped a warped view that many other people would never see. This really yeah, he thinks that Deku's looking down at him, that he was hiding a quirk. It's just funny, like, the first two episodes, we don't even get into, like, All Might giving him the quirk. All Might's like, oh, yes, you can be a hero. And then later he's like, oh, but I need to, like, pass on a quirk to you. And then even later on, we learn that All Might is quirkless as well, and that's kind of why it pushed him as well, that he kind of thought back, like, that's what I used to be like. It's all set up so well. I love that he doesn't give all the information straight away. I'd like to see Shoji work with Death Arms. Oh! They could both be like the strong arm people. Yeah, though though Shoji uses his, uh, he, he sprouts eyes and mouths and things off his limbs, so it's not the same, but still strong arms and multi arms. I found it funny that like, one of the guys was like, oh, you should like intern at my, or like not intern, you should be like a sidekick at my place. But then I was like, oh, I wonder, like, do we know where Bakugo like intern? But he interns at Best Genus. But like, I wonder like, I think it's probably because, like, all those people who were like, oh, you're cool, got scared off by Bakugo. Yeah. So now, like, only Best Genus was like, okay, I'm going to try to control this wild child. He had um, a lot of people still requested Bakugo, though, didn't they? But he just chose Best Genus because he was so high up, and then he got there and was like, you're a nerd. I think it was that, like, the requests were kind of flipped, that, like, there were more requests for Todoroki, but Bakugo still got a lot as well. And then Midoriya didn't get any because... People are also scared of the kid going around breaking his hand. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put in for Izuku. Uh, I just like. I just want to address. Like, I kind of flip between Midoriya or like Deku sometimes. Because like, I think like when I first started reading the manga, I like got confused sometimes because I like would forget he was Midoriya because I'm dumb and I just thought of him as Deku. But now I kind of like flip between three names for him. It's basically whatever he's being addressed as in the scene. I'm just like. He's all three. Yeah, I think in the last episode we just called him 
Midoriya, and I've been calling him Izuku the whole way through. I think we both do oh, it. I, I flip between. Sometimes I call him Deku. Other times I call him Midoriya. Sometimes I do Izuku. I don't do Izuku as much, but it's either it's. I think I usually call him Deku. So that's what I'm more used to. And right now, Deku is just like a bullying name. Yeah. But we don't, for like the, um, we don't know what Deku means yet. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. So I, I, I'm looking forward to watching the dubbed and finding out how the dubbed, how they explain the, the name meaning. I think what they do is like, oh, it sounds like the Japanese word. I think they do something like that. Uh, okay. And I just find it funny, like, Deku, for some reason, like, still thinks of Bakugo as being his childhood friend. And he's like, he wasn't your childhood friend. He's your childhood bully. There's a difference. He's your friend when you were, like, four. The very evolved four-year-olds for all these memories. Still call him Kachan. It's like, why? He's an asshole. Just call him Bakugo. He's not your friend. But I guess, like, it was a lot of, like, big stuff. So I think, like, it would probably stick with you, because that was, like... It's also when he learned he was quirkless, too, so I guess it's all centered around that. Yeah, big moment in his life. That's a good point. Poor, poor Midoriya. <laughs> oh, let's end it here. I believe in you, Bakugo. Oh, no, no! I was I believe in you, Bakugo. I believe in you, Midoriya. <laughs> you can do it. Thank you for listening. I'm Sophie. You can follow me on at Chopper's Left Antler. Okay, you can follow me at Sniper of My Heart on Twitter. I'm Kendra. <laughs> Uh, you can follow up the podcast on Twitter at mhapod, or you can email us at myheropod at gmail.com. No one's messaging us! Tweet us something, you bastards! <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at us, we're so lonely. I'm sorry, I apologize in advance in the first episode. That's the only apology you're gonna get. <laughs> But also I am sorry. <laughs> so let's go to one final note. Go beyond plus ultra. We shit steaks for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know.